0: Hey, 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 you guys. Once again, we have a great special guest on Black Canvas. And he just found out a few minutes ago, he's actually the first guest of Season 7. So this is Episode 1, Season 7, and we have Mr. Chris Messenger here with us. Chris is coming to us with over 15 years of coaching experience. Chris holds an extensive background in human psychology, health, and human performance with training and developing thousands of people on how to drastically improve their results. Chris has worked with professional athletes in NHL, NBA, NCAA, CFL and many more. He has also coached at high-level business executive levels with millennials, um, thought leaders, and the everyday person looking to improve their health and well-being. Chris's mission is simple help others take their dreams, goals, and ambitions, and turn them into reality. So thank you so much, Chris, first of all, for agreeing to be on the show. And I can't wait to learn more about you. But thank you for being here on Black Canvas. Perfect.
1: Thank you for welcoming me on.
0: Well, I'm excited, Chris. This is going to be fun. We're going to ask some fun questions to get you outside of your comfort zone but also we'll learn a lot more about you. So if you're ready for the, I like to call them my fast money round questions, I can go straight into them if you're ready.
1: I'm ready, ready when you are.
0: <laughs> All right, so the first question we have is what are three areas you wish to develop, enhance or grow in your career?
1: Wow, well, three areas. Well, I guess I'll start with the first area for me is kind of like my whole life's mission. I've always been a big advocate of helping people grow. I think most people, especially nowadays over the last two years, kind of felt a little stagnant and kind of lost hope with the whole pandemic and things that have happened around the world. So my objective is always, number one, to help people grow. Uh, Number two, uh, a personal goal of mine is to to teach people really when they're setting goals pertaining to themselves that – the the goal is obviously the exciting point, but to embrace and enjoy the journey. I think a lot of us get fixated on an end goal and we get excited about it, but sometimes we forget to enjoy the moment. So being present is a big goal of mine and you know I've got to work on it as well. I'm human like the rest of you. And so that's something I constantly try to work on, is just being more present. And then the third thing I always say, something I'm really striving towards is understanding that at the end of the day, happiness is really the, the key to success. I think a lot of people get lost, like I just mentioned, in the grind and the day to day activities of, you know, trying to climb towards what they want. And when they sometimes get there, they don't feel fulfilled as, as so they thought they would be. And so my biggest thing is be present focus on your happiness, strive for excellence, and have a a goal. Because at the end of the day, goals allow us to grow and expand who we are. And if you're a good person, which I hope everyone is listening in today, that'll just expand who you are at a very big level. And, hey, you may impact people in a very large way by doing so. So those are kind of the three things I would say I really focus on for myself currently.
0: I like that. And it kind of goes into my next question, which you kind of answered already, which was the definition of success, which I think happiness plays a huge role in, in being successful, but can you give us maybe another tidbit of when you think of being successful in your career, because you've had a lot of years of experience, what else would you use to define your level of success?
1: I think when it comes to success, it's kind of evolved and changed for me um, over the years. When I first got into this world, I thought success is achieving that goal. Right. We have like for me, one time it was to get a new car, or get a new condo or to earn a certain amount of money. And when I got to those goals, I realized that nothing really changed too much in my life, right? And so I started realizing that at the end of the day, the main focus of success for me is, are you progressing forward? Are you creating a better life for yourself? And at the same time, are you happy during the journey? I think a lot of people get lost in that. And that's the biggest thing that I preach to people is, listen, at the end of the day, we all have to have something we're striving towards. Goals are great. And I'm always a big advocate for it. But it's that one premise of being present and being happy and grateful for what you have now, which still having that little bit of excitement to go after something you truly want. And so the marker of success for each person is very different. I remember when I first started coaching people, I used to try and set a goal for people like you should be earning this or you should be doing that based on what I know of you. And sometimes putting my expectations on other people put a lot of pressure on them. So, hey, some people might be a goal of I want to earn an extra thousand dollars a month. That would change my life. Some people's goals are I want to change the world. And so each person has a different level of success for them. And it's uncovering what is that for you? What is that perfect world that you'd like to create? And how can we go about getting you in that direction so you can start living how you want to spend your days? Right. And that's kind of the whole focus of what I do with my clients is get them to understand that path of success.
0: Man, Chris, you are speaking some words I like to hear. I love to I mean, it really (laughs) helps me as well, because, you know, I've reached certain pinnacles of success in my career as well, but you kind of forget like what it took to get there. And also appreciating the people who supported you in that journey as well, which kind of goes into knowing about our setbacks. And so my next question is, what has been one of your biggest setbacks thus far in your career? And um, what past experiences can you draw from that helped you to make a pivot in your life currently?
1: Oh, that's a very good question. I can think of the moment exactly. Um, so it's kind of weird for me. I, I was working with a mentor and a coach at the time pretty closely. He was a really sought after individual around the world. And we had a very big business. I was responsible for like 6,000 people and 30 plus crunchies around the world. I was traveling on private jets, driving fancy cars, living the good life. So I thought... And then in an instant, I'd lost everything. So my entire company got taken from me. Um, I lost all my money. I lost a relationship in that. My friends that were working with me had their cars repossessed. It was an absolute nightmare, and I wanted to end up killing myself, actually. It was a pretty horrible thing to say. And so I remember standing there on the balcony thinking, this is it. And um, I was going to jump off, and I got a text message at like 2 or 3 in the morning on Facebook of a stack of cash, and the guy said to me, uh your wisdom and your videos you've shared has changed my life and this week I earned five thousand dollars. So with that, I really started thinking like there's a lot more to life than what I thought it was, which was the the money, the lifestyle, the prestige. And that humbled me very much so. And right now like those are great things to acquire to achieve in terms of goals. I'm not saying they're wrong, but is it really what I liked and was really what i wanted and to look back at it now no so that lesson to me then is so profound now to just you know take every day as a great day be present in your day-to-day life don't get caught up in all the hype and just try to stay present as much as you can and if you can do that you're better able to equip the adversities Right? I was always in the fear state mentality where now it's like, after that moment, there's really nothing you can do for me. <laughs> I always like to say, I almost took my own life. So at that level, there's really not much more you can take from somebody when they get to that state. So it's really opened my world to being a better, I guess you'd say coach for people because now I'm relatable. I understand when people are going through struggles because I've also gone through that. And so at the time it may look like chaos, but I look at that as well. Wow, that's a really good blessing for me because now I have more compassion, more empathy for people when they're going through hard times instead for my old back of working with athletes it's like you can't show weakness you always got to be strong and i was quick to learn that that's not always the case right you sometimes have to be vulnerable in order to grow and so i think that was a very big lesson in my life and i try to remember that as much as possible when i think my life's getting hard and realize it's really not that bad
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love that but it kind of goes into um what we deem to be success Um, And even male-female versus success. When we think of, like you said, sometimes being strong and that people think that if you cry or if you show any form of weakness, then you're losing sight of who you are. We talk about like toxic um, masculinity. You know, that's a big thing that people struggle with. And I feel like we have to be aware of just what you're looking for um, in your career. What are you looking for in your life? Like you said, money. is is not the main focus anymore. It was like, hey, when it was all taken from me or when I felt my life was going in such a negative downturn, you know, someone reached out to me pretty much in my time of need. And then that person helped me to kind of recenter myself and look back at, you know, hey, I'm actually making an influence So this person who doesn't even know where I was at mentally and emotionally. They helped save me to a certain extent. And I I love that story. It's, It's very uplifting but it just shows yeah. us of how dark our mind can, can go uh, when we're going through such negative experiences. We can just go to that place, and it's hard to sometimes get out of it.
1: No, absolutely. I agree with you on that. It was, it was crazy me at that time, too, because here I am, this personal development coach. I'm making videos to help people through their mental health. I'm working with one of the biggest thought leaders in the space in that era, and here am I, struggling. <laughs> With my own mental well being. So it's kind of funny to think like, I have the resources and tools, but how come I wasn't applying them? And I know why I wasn't applying them. I was too focused on the business and the money and trying to get that going without really staying true to who I am. And so sometimes the universe has to, you know, put a little wrench in your plan to show you who you really are. And so I take that as what that was in that moment. So now it's not as bad looking back at it now, seeing all the great things that have come from that.
0: I really appreciate you sharing that, that story with us because that was a part of your life, but that's also going to help so many individuals who are listening who may feel that they're not living the full potential or that they're ready to give up on their goals. Um, I think that's a great message to tell people to not give up on what you have going for you and just taking it one day at a time is so important.
1: Yeah. And that's the key. Like, I remember I did a keynote for a high school local in the local area and um, I got in trouble actually afterwards by the principal and the staff because I shared that story that I shared with you just now on in front of all the students. And the whole premise was to show them, hey, listen, like if you're going through stuff, don't worry about it. It'll be OK. And they pulled me aside and said, um, Chris, you can't really share that type of suicidal message in a school because it could trigger some things. And I was really taken aback by that. But like, I don't see it that way. And it really kind of made me feel like maybe I wasn't doing the right thing. And as I left the, the meeting and I was walking outside, a student in the hallway stopped me and he came up to me. He goes, hey, I just want to say your speech really helped me. I was going through the same thing this last week, wondering if I should be here. And you inspired me to, to still keep going. And that's why I even have a tattooed on my arm right now. So I'm like, you never know. And so I, I agree with definitely that those stories can impact and shape people in ways you don't even know.
0: That's true. And I always tell people it's important for us not to get into the mindset of, this is what works for each individual person because we don't know every person and their struggles and there can be someone who needs it more direct than others and there's some other people who might need yeah. a softer approach but that's also um you're not coming into it as a counselor saying hey this is what helps you get through the scenario you're saying hey this is my personal experience and no one can tell you how to share your experience exactly So, yeah i mean <laughs> if i was there with the teacher i'd be like you know what Not your business. Stay (laughs) on your your own side of the street. Keep that clean and focus on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I got a fun question for you. Can you give us three positive moments that you've experienced in either the past week, month, or year? You get to choose one from each or just if you want to choose either month, year, or week. Three positive moments. I would
1: say, okay, back, it's going to sound crazy, but back in like, what where we, we were in June now. So in February, it's going to sound weird, but I lost three friends um, in that month. And two were for addiction and drugs and mental health. And one was the guy that I worked with, Mr. Bob Proctor. And I remember it was really, really tough place. And it was weird. I was working out at a gym and a psychic came up to me. And this is a true story. I can't believe I'm sharing this, but this happened, this real life story. So she comes up to me and she's like, I have a message from you from your friend that passed. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird because I did have a couple of friends that passed. And he says, you got to start making more videos. And that was like an eye opener because I was thinking about making more videos on mental health and personal development, but I wasn't executing as many and doing it as I am now back then. So that was a really positive experience for me, even though it was dark time. I look at it like, you know what? He's sending me a message to share my message because you never know there's somebody maybe listening that could really benefit from it. So that was a really big, crazy, positive moment. So that was one I'll throw out there. Um, A second one, let me think about this last week. Um, Let me see here. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. I've had a client in the last week who was struggling with like simple things like weight loss as an example. And she kept getting in her own way, like not understanding why her body's not responding to things and I decided to give her tweaks in nutrition because I have a background in that. And she dropped some weight and she called me like freaking out. Like, I can't believe what you recommended worked because what I told her to do, she really was against it. And so that was kind of a crazy positive one, I guess you would say. And then the last one I'll say is kind of a, it's a harder st- a topic to talk about, but um, my own girlfriend, she had gone through some uh, tribulations at work and some things that had happened with her and her coworker, which is you know not right. And I told her, you have to own it. You have to have your power and take it back. And so she went in, she said her piece, she claimed her power and, and took out the situation to herself, sorry, out of the situation. And now she's onto a better path. And usually i would be the guy to go in and handle the situation Uh, because that's me. But to see her do that, I was like, wow, you know, it's impressive to me that she was able to kind of make that happen uh, for herself, because sometimes people don't have that strength. They kind of just let people take advantage of them. So sometimes, you know, you got to put your foot down and take control. So those are kind of three that just came to me right now as we're talking um, in the last couple months, last week, and even the last 24 hours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I love those. And the last one really stands out to me, because I've had the same experience when You know, things are going on and people try to take advantage or they don't actually, you know, allow you to live in the best part of yourself, which is expressing yourself and being open minded. And and people will just just say, hey, well, I'm just going to let this go ahead and go on if you allow it to. And so I've always been a very strong minded person to speak up for myself, to say how I feel assertively. And if someone doesn't agree with it, they don't have to. But I'm definitely not going to allow myself to be taken advantage of. Because when you allow that to go on, then what else is is up for for grabs? I mean, people can still take even more advantage of, hey, I'm going to take his time, his energy, everything that you've been given towards something, being given to someone else, you have no energy and time left for you. And so I love that you said, hey, you were glad that she did it, but obviously she was watching and mimicking a lot of the things you've shown in your own actions, which made it easier for her to stand up for herself. So...
1: Yeah and, yeah. and people ask me that all the time too. Like Chris, you're a big positive guy all the time. You're like a light to everybody. You always have the right things to say at the right time. Like, is there a time where I have to maybe put my foot down and, and, and say certain things? And I agree. Yes, you do. Like at the end of the day, you want to express who you are and you don't want people to walk over you. So I always say you have to check some people, but the biggest issue that people have is when they check somebody or, or say their point of view and it doesn't come across and the person is very negative towards it. That person walks around and complains about it all day. Like that person didn't really understand me. And my response to that, well, don't let that bother you. Share, share your peace. If they love it, great. If they don't, that's also great. You need to you know, be you, be authentic. And if it's the right energy and intention behind it, that's all it really is. Let it go, move on, and, and keep plugging away.
0: You're right about that. And you have no control over someone else's happiness. You just don't. And if no. someone wants to be miserable and they want to wallow in self-pity, they're more than welcome to do so. If you stand with them, in their negativity then there's a part of you that either enjoys it or or you use that as a vehicle to stay in a negative state yourself so i always tell people it, that I, you can be blunt and you can be empathetic and you can be respectful and it's just being aware of when you say no and when you say yes to something you have to also know what are the consequences and what are the superlatives and you actually standing your ground this time because like i said if people can sometimes judge you based on your history or your past and how you handle things. And when you present something different, they're not used to or accustomed to, they can sometimes, you know, be off put by the behavior. And that's where we go into labeling someone. Um, Unfortunately, we have a lot of those names that people call people for being strong minded, but I feel like you can still be strong minded and still be respected.
1: Yes. And I always tell all my clients and people I work with, like, my strength is also my weakness, my honesty. I'm, I don't really sugarcoat it. I usually speak the truth right away. And so some people can take it as a sharp attack, but usually it's pretty accurate. And my objection is not only just to help you. And so I always make that clear when I, when I communicate with people to say, hey, listen, I'm going to be sometimes a little bit sharp. And the only reason I'm like that is because I used to be the yes person before. I had a friend start a company. I helped consult it from a distance. We were supposed to give a payout, and I was supposed to make over five hundred thousand dollars because the business brought in about three million from my strategies, and it didn't happen. You know why it didn't happen? Because I was like, "Oh, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. We'll get the lawyers. We'll do the paperwork next week." You know what? I'll help you still. And then it went on for six to nine months. And I go, "Wait a minute. This isn't fair to my energy. This isn't fair to me." And I had to walk away from that and take a loss. So that really taught me the whole idea is like, "Yeah, you got to put in." You put your foot down on what you expect, and if they like it, they'll, they'll find a way to make it happen. If not, don't be giving your energy away and throwing it away to somebody who doesn't appreciate it, right? So we, we, as humans, we, ch- we try our best to, to catch that when it happens and make the right adjustment.
0: That's right. I love that. And I, I kind of want to see if I can put you on the spot on this one. If you, yeah, uh, <laughs> you can create your own mantra to help people who are struggling with mental health, what would you actually choose as your daily mantra and why would you choose that at this time
1: very simple i'm glad you asked me that one i already have the answer um calm and confident so i remember when i was flying with bob proctor on his jet to la one time and i was really distraught i was not calm and confident we'll just put it that way i was an emotional mess i was crying (laughs) i was like my business is going where i wanted to i was going through all this shit and and bob proctor looks at me and he goes chris People don't like working with chaotic individuals. They don't want to work with people who are all over the map that are not organized. People like people that are calm and confident. And so when you start seeing chaos go around the outside of you, just repeat those two words in that state and watch how your energy changes. So when I catch myself feeling anxious, or I don't really feel that often now, but back then a lot, I used to just close my eyes and say calmly, Chris, you're calm and confident. You're calm. confident and I repeated three or four times and eventually I felt a lot more calm and a lot more confident which is strange to me and so I teach that those two words to all my clients It's like if you have that mindset of staying calm and neutral but still have that confidence behind you that you you're capable everything will be a little bit better for you and a little bit easier to handle where if you're the opposite of that where you're chaotic and stressed well, you're not going to be able to handle those situations. And whether it's an athlete that I work with who's going in for like a penalty shot to win the game, that's a lot of stress. So I'll say, you got this, you've done it a thousand times, right? Stay calm, stay confident with what you're about to do and just execute. And usually in that state, a lot more magic happens.
0: That's true. And it kind of goes into the two C's that I've mentioned a lot of the times with my clients, we talk about confidence versus cockiness. And a lot of times people get that confused they're thinking oh because you're very extremely confident in yourself that you are arrogant or you're grandiose and that's not the case you can still believe in yourself and stand proud in your truth of how you've worked hard to and diligently to get to where you are in your career without being completely cocky and i feel like you should be able to praise yourself when you do great things because many times our minds can go to a negative place and we can automatically say bad things Um, or personal life situations say that I could have done better or, you know, comparing ourselves to other people. But when you can actually sit back and say, you know what, I'm the best I could, I showed up today and I showed out and, and that is okay for me to actually look in the mirror and smile and say, you know what, I did amazing today and not feel like you are being arrogant because of what you've accomplished.
1: No, absolutely. Like I would say a lot of my athletes, some of them are on the more cocky side, but it's like 20% of the guys I worked with who thought that, you know, their stuff didn't stink in a sense. And know it's funny to me, the guys that were like that um, never really ended up playing long-term in the NHL. The guys that were the opposite where they were just very confident in their skill set and had a very humble background to them they're the ones that excel all the time And it was crazy because i i worked with guys for five or six years so i'd see the come up and i'd see the two different personality traits and you could just know like i have the sixth sense where i know like this person's got it they're gonna make it i remember one of my high school students when i was a teacher back in the day he was in grade I mean, 10 and i saw his his swagger his confidence and i'm like man this, this kid's gonna make it somewhere and he was uh, a basketball player and yeah, sure enough, he got drafted, he went to the NBA. So, and I predicted that when he was, was a young kid and he just had that certain confident, but calm manner to him and not the cockiness, arrogant thing, right? He'd drain a three on somebody and walk away calmly instead of like throwing it in their face and, and screaming and yelling about it. So when you see those types of traits, you know that those people are usually destined for greatness because uh, most people will rather be around something like that than the, the cockiness uh, personality.
0: Uh, absolutely. I know I love to see people confident in themselves and then also in just the way that they walk into a room, you can it exudes confidence just seeing that person and they don't have to even brag about it. And I think that plays a different role when you have to brag about what you've done instead of actually just appreciating that you were given an opportunity to accomplish a task. I think that's a huge difference.
1: It is. It's funny. I was working one time with I was a trainer back in the day working with three guys that played for Team Canada, for, uh, Olympic hockey. And they had gotten the gold medal in one of the tournaments to win the, the country the gold. And I remember sitting there fangirling at what I was working with, like, oh, my goodness, you guys are three. I'd never thought I would see three of you in the gym at the same time. Like, and I was freaking out, like, little, like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy to me. And I looked at all three of them, and they just, like, chuckled and said to themselves, you know what? Yeah, that was a pretty good game. <laughs> that's I was it. <laughs> it was a pretty good game. I'm like, if that was me, I'd be like, do you see what I did there? Do you see what I did? And I, that's the first time I was like these guys are just living life and loving what they're doing. And it's just another day for them. And that's crazy. And that's cool to see. You don't really see that too often.
0: That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I probably would have been jumping around too, but I I would have had that. I mean, I mean, that's, that's a huge accomplishment, but yeah, it's just something to be aware of. Like we all process things differently in our minds for sure. So I have a fun question for you. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young Chris?
1: Don't listen to anybody else. <laughs> um, it's the thing. Is, like I look at when I was younger, so no disrespect to my mom and dad. They're great people. Their mindset was like, you know, go to school, get good grades, go to university, get good degrees. Once you get those degrees, when you finish school, you have a very good job. Right. So I followed that path a little longer than I should have. I have three different degrees, um, spent six years at university. And listen, all of that was a learning process. I learned a lot about myself. However, I was already an entrepreneur when I was like 16, 17 doing businesses, and I wish I would have had a little bit more focus on the business side of things and not so much focused on the other aspect because when I was at, and I'll say this on here, when my first university used to hire people to help me with schoolwork because I was just too busy with my company. And so back then I should have just trusted myself because when I hit 25, I ditched all the school stuff and went all in on my stuff. And then now it's been great. (laughs) So if I could look back in time, it's like know that at the end of the day, like my mentor used to say, love your parents, love people around you. But you know inside what you really want to do. If you really sit there and think about it, you have an idea and trust that intuition as much as you can. Because if you don't, it'll be hell. And I went through hell, not listening to myself, listening to the opinions of others. And it didn't lead me in the path that I I wanted to go on. So over the last, I would say, 10 years or decade, I've kind of gone back to, you know, you know, Chris, trust the gut. Now, the same token, you still need to learn from experts in areas of things you maybe you're not strong in or understanding. But when it comes to making decisions about your life path and what you want to do, I would say trust yourself a little bit more.
0: I think that is sage advice for all of us that we need to trust our instincts, but also trust the people we have around us, too, because sometimes you can have people who have ulterior motives. And if you're not aware or you don't have a way of discerning those individuals, they can take advantage of you in your your best moments, as you mentioned, even in your career, when you've had some high highs and even at your lowest lows, you really get to see the people who really have your back and understand who are going to support you through those challenges and also your triumphs as well. Yeah. And
1: it's, it's, I mentioned, so I say, it's meant to be, it's up to me, but you have to go at it alone, but not alone. And what that meant was you're going to have to go through the darkness by yourself and you'll eventually find people that will help you bring out the light in what you're trying to do. So it's, uh, it's something I wish I learned when I was younger, but Hey, I got the lesson now and I, I try to preach as much as I can to others.
0: <laughs> That's right. So I have two more questions for you, Chris, and I'm going to use these two in conjunction. The first question is um, how can our listeners find you online and the second part is what is next for
1: chris Messenger. perfect well you can find me on right now i'm on tiktok instagram facebook at the christmas so the t-h-e-c-h-r-i-s-m-e-s-s i gotta put the "the" in front of my name it's not an ego thing it's just my last name messenger is taken by every company for copyright <laughs> so i go by the christmas or my website which is chrismessenger.com And the next step for me really is, um, when my friend Nathan had passed, uh, we had always talked about getting the business together and never ended up actually doing it. So I'm actually dedicated a lot of my life right now to that one thing, you know, to lose a good friend that we had an everyday conversation, COVID got his business shut down. We couldn't really get it back up and running based on the laws and things that were happening. And then drugs ended up taking him. And uh, I've saved a lot of people from mental health and suicide. And I wish I had done more work in that space. So that's kind of my pivot has been more into that space. I've been like a wellness holistic kind of coach for a while, but now kind of tackling a little bit bigger problems because I think right now more than ever around the world, um, mental well-being, mental health is going to be one of the largest debts. It actually is going to be in North America based on the stats and the systems and things we have in place right now are not really equipped to support it. So if I could shed some light on that area and help the cause, I'm gonna do as much as I can to, to kind of make that happen.
0: Well, I really appreciate you, Chris, talking about that. Like I said, I work in mental health all the time. Like I said, it's almost a seven day a week job for me. And so I I hear it and I experience it and I know it, um, but I don't know everyone's stories. And I think like learning more about your story and your experiences and how you have triumphed through a lot of tragedy and you've been able to find a positive light to things that are outside of your control just speaks volumes of the type of individual you are, how you were raised, how you've actually internalized and learned from those challenges and what you're willing to give back to help others in need. So we're just so glad to, first of all, not only have you on the show, but that you were so open and honest and willing to share those experiences with us. We really appreciate that.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Like I said, if anything I can do to help, it's kind of what the whole thing is. It's take my last name, the messenger and spread some good messages, you know,
0: <laughs> there we go. I love that. And so let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we thank you, Chris, for being on the show. I hope to have you back very soon and we can maybe pick a specific topic and you can talk about something and we can make it work because I just love, you know, having guests on that I, I feel connected to and I feel like you really shared some information we all need to hear.
1: Perfect, and like you said, I'm always here. If you need me for anything, you let me know.
0: I will. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris, and I hope you have a great rest of your evening. And thank you for being our first guest of season seven of Black Canvas. You're welcome. Have a good okay, evening.
1: Okay, bye. See ya.